Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1736. Nasal Breathing by Dr. Pete Donisopoulos of dynamicprri.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, about today's topic, I remember hearing how some of the most elite athletes in the world talked about how their performance improved just by changing the way they breathed during an event. I really think the way we breathe when we're working out can make a huge difference in our performance. So with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Nasal Breathing by Dr. Pete Donisopoulos of dynamicprri.com. Everyone that trains hard for an athletic event wants to improve their abilities to some degree. The common things that are looked at most include exercise selection, frequency, diet, sleep, and many other contributing factors. One thing that's commonly overlooked is how well they breathe or how efficiently they do. The biggest asset we have for this is our nose and it doesn't cost anything to use it unless you actually have some serious dysfunctions with it. Listen on and you'll hear how nasal breathing can make a great impact on your ability to perform. Most times when people think about improving their cardio and performance output, they think of gasping for air at the end of a workout and feeling completely drained. Don't get me wrong, there is a time and place for that kind of workout, but it's very sparing and needs to be intelligently placed in your program. What we want to talk about here is how nasal breathing during exercise can hugely impact your performance. Patrick McEwen is the author of the book, The Oxygen Advantage, and has been a researcher and leading expert in the field of nasal breathing and its relationships to sports performance and health. We can talk about some of the benefits nasal breathing has had on sports performance through his eyes. One, improves oxygenation. Nasal breathing increases blood oxygenation by 10 to 20%. It also improves our gas exchange of carbon dioxide to decrease our sensitivity to carbon dioxide. With increased carbon dioxide levels in the body, we tend to breathe more quickly and more deeply, having a greater sensitivity in the rising levels in the body. This can cause more muscle activity use to breathe more and not keep the carbon dioxide levels relatively level. Nasal breaths allow you to stay at this level and decrease the sensitivity in carbon dioxide changes, resulting in fewer breaths needed. Two, reduces excessive muscle activity. As previously mentioned with mouth breathing and heavier rates of breathing, 
we tend to use more muscles in the body to suck air in. This increases tension in the body and results in a reduction of smooth motions, which can negatively impact performance. And three, improves aerobic capacity. When we're performing endurance-based activities, we have a level called our aerobic threshold. This is when our ability to use oxygen efficiently switches over to an anaerobic system or a system without oxygen. Anaerobic capacity is when we have high force output, but we're only able to be there for very short periods of time. The heart rate reaches near maximum here, and we have a certain level at our threshold that our heart rate hits, and we kick into the big huffing and puffing to try and keep up. For example, if your aerobic threshold is at a line where your heart rate is around 160 beats per minute, we can suspect that when we push harder, we need to switch systems and utilize a less efficient but more powerful system. This ramps up our muscle activity and puts us in that all-out feeling. You probably can only last in this space for about 10 to 30 seconds before completely failing and needing to go back down below the aerobic threshold. Being at that line of our aerobic threshold is where we can sustain nasal breaths most efficiently and where we can push for sustained periods of time. By improving oxygenation and utilizing nasal breathing in a less effortful way during activity, we can actually raise the threshold. So back to the example of us being at 160 beats per minute, we could potentially push that to 165 to 170 beats per minute over time. This would mean you can sustain a higher output with less effort and only use your anaerobic system when absolutely necessary and more efficiently. And again, many of the points I just mentioned have been taken from the article Nasal Breathing Running by Patrick McEwen. It can be difficult to get started in implementing nasal breathing in your training, especially if you've never done it before. One way to get started is to just practice at rest. And an easy way to do that is use the box breathing method. We can use a five-second count where we inhale for five seconds, pause for five seconds, exhale for five seconds, then pause again for another five seconds. You should not be trying to force the air in or out with much effort, nor should you be trying to clench on the pauses. The airflow should be pretty consistent all the way in and out. You shouldn't feel like you have to gasp a lot of air in during the first one to two seconds. It stays in the same flow from the first second to the fifth second. So you can even try it for one or two rounds right now. Inhale for five seconds pause for five seconds, exhale for five seconds, and pause again for another five seconds, and then repeat. If you feel too uncomfortable or if this count is too long, you can always shorten the length to three or four seconds on all the measures, and then build your way up to five seconds. You ideally want to perform this for five up to 15 minutes per day just to get started and to get the full benefits of this method. During your training, you want the nasal breathing To never be a high force strategy where the neck and other muscles are tensing just for the sake of keeping the mouth closed. You're basically creating the same tension as you would with a mouth breath in this instance. Ideally, your nasal breaths should have slight resistance. If you go too hard and need your mouth to breathe, that's okay. It just tells you where your threshold is and where you need to work from. You just listened to the post titled Nasal Breathing by Dr. Pete Donisopoulos of dynamicpri.com. 
we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. As I said at the top of the show, I remember hearing how some of the most elite athletes in the world talked about how their performance improved just by changing the way they breathe during an event. It's interesting because how to properly breathe when working out, at this intensity especially, is hardly ever talked about. Even when I played sports, the only advice my coaches gave was to put your hands on top of your head when you experience breathing cramps. Personally, when I start to reach my aerobic threshold during my workouts, I would find myself trying to gasp for air, and most often, this would be through my mouth. I actually found that after a while, my jaw would get tired. So not only would my legs and arms be super fatigued, but my jaw would end up fatigued from just trying to take in enough air. Believe it or not, even though the muscles responsible for moving the jaw are tiny when compared to the muscles found in, say, the arms and legs, it's still pretty exhausting it still taxes the body. So the advice in today's article is something I'm definitely going to practice and incorporate. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week if you're listening in real time, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.